Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I am Ken. I'm Michelle. Yes, and we're about to dive right into another episode of Queer As Folk. Right. So we are on 105 today. Woo! <laughs> yeah, just kind of chewing through them one at yeah, a time. Here we just go. Chugging yeah. along. So I liked this one also. I could barely remember this one. There were like two or three major points that I remembered. Uh, but getting to see it all come together was like, oh yeah, that's right. So this was a good one. Yeah, and you can see as we was watching it, um, I was piecing it, little snippets with like flickering to me, and I was like, hold up, I remember that because yeah. you know, l- literally, I haven't seen this in twenty years. Yeah. So um, it was like to see those little flickerings hit me like, oh, I, I remember this. It's coming yeah. back to me. I mean, it was it felt good, <laughs> you know. Okay, so we uh, start off this episode at the loft, and the camera is going up. A leg. Up the bed, up the leg, very hairy leg. <laughs> we know Ain't nothing wrong with a good old otter, no, okay? No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. But we just know it's not Brian's leg. He's Mm-mm. not an otter. Uh, so the camera's grow- going up, and then we see that um, he's, his uh, trick du jour, <laughs> which I have a couple th- questions or comments about that. Mm. One, I just thought... I thought back to the pilot episode and tried to compare and contrast this with the morning after with Justin to uh-huh. see if I saw any differences there. Uh, there might be some subtle things. Uh, it was because with the Justin thing, they were actually like semi-cuddled. Yeah, well, you know? because Justin rolls over uh-huh. and Brian kind of rolls into yeah, him. Yeah, embraces him. Yeah, instinctively, kind of on accident. But this time, when this guy rolls over, so does Brian in the mm-hmm. other direction. I mean, I think Brian... Um, Somewhat loves innocence. I mean, yeah. he loved that Justin is fearless and bold uh-huh. and he goes for what he wants, but he also still has this naiveness about him. He's yeah. innocent. He's pure. Well, because he could, he could trust that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He can. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a threat. He's not someone who's looking for some type of monetary gain or yeah. you know, some type of clout just so out in the Babylon world. if you're here with me, it's because you want to be wanna here with, be me. with it's me. It's not because you're trying to yeah get clout mm-hmm. and say like, hey, I saved the night with Brian Kenny. Uh, exactly. But so anyway, uh, while they're still in the bed sleep, which no, I have another question i sometimes i just wonder i guess if brian's out at babylon night's getting pretty late club's about to close that's what would make him bring somebody home or yeah. just want to spend more time with them you know than just being a little quick something in the no, background uh, <laughs> brian is definitely looking for the little quick something in the back room he doesn't know he don't want no attachments yeah. he don't want any of so, that so it must be just the club yeah. about to close it's ending and <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't be brian kenny if he didn't have you know a, a piece of trade coming home with him yeah. you know and, so. and probably you know they're just too drunk to leave that night and so he's like fine they just accidentally fall asleep but yeah exactly because yeah. anyway. uh, you know he's he's a partier so who knows what special k trail mix whatever <laughs> they have going over there what he's on over there you yeah know? uh okay so the somebody's knocking at the door and we find out that it's Lindsay and gus at the door and um what's up with all these pop-ups nobody I called know. like you just showing up at my door you got i got a half naked man actually he was all the way naked right with a nice bubble booty but keep going <laughs> yeah but and i mean it's clearly early in the morning because brian hadn't had a chance to kick his trick out yet but here's Lindsay, bright-eyed bushy-tailed with mm, baby gus too early yeah and uh so she comes in and they're just talking doing their you know friendly thing but uh you know they're talking about melanie also and how now, Lindsay is saying, hey, you need to make an effort with Melanie. Mm-hmm. And then he makes the comment while he's holding baby Gus. And he says, you know, she's just jealous that uh, she's competing for your affection. And, you know, I have it basically is what he's saying. And Lindsay's face 
just for a quick second, she can't really refute that. Because it's the truth. She, <laughs> yeah. I think she realizes, like, I'm contributing to this issue. And the same shit that her wife is telling her, like, hey, yeah. I need you to stand up for me. You know, like, when he comes around, you're a different person. Like, that's why Mel is feeling a certain type of way. So I'm glad she finally, the little light bulb came on, like, ding. Yeah. Okay, you know, I got to get it together. Yeah. Like, I can work with that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and so that brings her back to her mission. Her purpose for being there is to try to bridge this gap between Melanie and Brian because she gets caught in the middle and Gus will be too. So she invites him over for dinner and talks about this chicken dish with 40 clothes. (laughs) (laughs) And she just kind of leaves it as like, I was asking you, but really I was telling yeah, you, like, you're coming for dinner. That yes. is what is going to happen. We're a blended family. <laughs> we got to make this work. Period. Yeah. Okay. So then we go to work with Michael at the Big Q, which I don't know why I never picked up on this before, but the Big Q is a whole play on Q. Yeah. Oh my God. As in queer. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. The Big Q. Just never heard of it. picked yep. up on that. But anyway, uh, so Michael or Mike, when he goes by at work, is talking to Marley and Tracy is eavesdropping because mm. he needs somebody to stay and help with inventory. And he intentionally goes and asks Marley. He probably knows probably not a safe bet to ask Tracy. Right. So he asks Marley. Marley can't do it. But like I said, Tracy was eavesdropping. So she quickly volunteers herself as tribute. Yes. To Dehydrated, thirsty little Tracy. <laughs> she's sweet. She just doesn't she know that she's sweet. thirsty. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell her, like, baby girl, chill. Well, I think that she feels like Michael must be shy and that must be the reason he's and not. She's just going to be the outspoken one. And she yeah. will ask him. She will provoke yeah, him. Yeah, so do she's those like, things. okay, I'll make make sure he knows that I'm interested, but it don't enough matter. Is enough is enough. You can you can only throw yourself so many times and let them step over you. Yeah, I mean, he's literally like, uh, uh, weave, juke, Emmett Smith, <laughs> stiff arming. You know, like God. So that's what's gonna happen. Tracy and Michael are gonna do inventory late that night. So then we go over and find Justin and Jennifer in a therapy session with a, a counselor, a therapist. And Jennifer is there trying to, you know, connect with her son, trying to get some answers. Mm-hmm. And I think that her heart is in the right place, but her efforts are... I mean, right now, like, she's confused. She's upset. She doesn't really know what this means for her. And at this time in in life, I mean, gay men aren't just, like, out running and adopting children, you know? Yeah. She's probably thinking, like, oh, my God, no grandchildren, you know? Right. Oh, my God, I have a different son. He's gay. What is his father going to think? He's going to blame me. You know, mm-hmm. was I too soft and too, you know, on him, whatever the case? Yeah. So, I mean, she well, probably got I think, a million I think you're absolutely right. I think it's easy to kind of jump on Jennifer and, and hate her for the way she's handling this and saying like, oh my gosh, you messed up completely. But what what you said is true. Like whatever dream that she had in, in mind for her son at this point, knowing that he's gay, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's altered all uh-huh. of that. She's, she could have been thinking maybe Daphne would be her daughter-in-law exactly. at some point. Exactly. They're right? always but together. she was expecting that. Like you said, she was expecting grandchildren. And now having to come to terms with every dream I have for my son is probably not going to be the reality. Or at least not the way she thought it exactly. was going to be. Yeah. So we're not saying that it's right or wrong. We're just saying we get where Jennifer's coming mm-hmm. from. This is a whole lot for her to adjust to it as is. well. But uh, so the counselor is talking. <laughs> and Jennifer says, you know, he's only 17. I'm, surely he's not old enough to know himself or to make those kind of decisions and i don't really think it works that way no it it doesn't work that way and her saying that is like a triggering moment for justin and he snaps into that confident little snarky (laughs) annoying justin that i speaks about um that i spoke about in previous um episodes and um he let his mom have an earful yeah um he likes dick and he's good (laughs) at it he's gonna suck some dick 
and yeah. he gonna look at all types of dick. I mean, he was just letting her know yeah. I'm gay. I, you want to know? Here it is. He yeah. could have delivered it way more, yeah, you know, but easy I feel and like gentle. He felt. I think he felt cornered. Probably felt offended. But then he was also like, "No, I'm not ashamed. I'm gonna back down. I've already made the decision on who I am." And so, but he's already, you know, he's jumping to conclusions. He's not even giving right. her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, letting her. I mean, I think them just going to therapy was. I mean, the best first move that they could have done, you know, yeah. uh, taking, you know, strides to reconnect mm-hmm. on this type of level. So, I mean, yeah, because yeah. I don't think she was necessarily trying to correct him, but I guess she was just trying to gain insight, but she yeah. doesn't know how to go about yeah. doing it properly. And so, know? yeah. And like, like we talked about, she just wants to know for sure, like, I need to know if he's gay because he hasn't up until this point, he hadn't just come right out instead exactly yeah okay so we leave the therapy session after justin's very bold declaration <sighs> and we go see brian at work and he is pitching a campaign to a client mr tilson mr tilson is listening but not really listening uh you know he is like he's got better places to be better things to do and i kind of it's kind of interesting because the way Brian is trying to woo and win this client, he's almost having to play straight. He's uh-huh. like, I got baseball tickets. We can go to a chop yeah, house. Exactly. And go, yeah, exactly. You know? And I, I know this, this, and this, and that. You yeah. know, it wasn't the, the charismatic Brian that we're used to seeing who right. effortlessly just can pull, you know, control the room. Yeah. He literally had to alter himself to try to make himself look appetizing or appealing to, you know, his client. Yeah. And so we, we leave this scene with his boss telling him, like, hey, you better find a way to land him to make it work like by any means necessary like we pretty need much this that's what was implied mm-hmm. yeah uh so then we go back to liberty avenue and we're at the diner and there's just some fun banter there between brian michael emmett and ted and even debbie comes in and gets in on it and i just really appreciate those moments at the diner when they're just hanging out yeah because it's true i mean you can connect to those i mean mm-hmm. everybody has their own little clique and you always have your little spot that y'all go to you have your perfect little booth your little table or whatever you know (laughs) that memory that you have and that's what liberty diner is to them you know yeah so something that we do find out from this in the midst of all the silliness is that ted is kind of having this um not a midlife crisis but just reevaluating life after Mm -hmm. having a near-death experience and so he's like i'm not going to go to woody's anymore and i'm not going to go to babylon and so it's almost like he's trying to find some other meaning or some other use for mm-hmm. for his life and so we'll get to explore that um so something emmett says here just just has to be pointed out because i always like to bring up the lines that are quintessential queer folk <laughs> lines and emmett says that's what i always say come clean or don't come at all <laughs> uh, yeah seriously though so uh but michael is talking about his job and i think he's talking about the whole being in the closet and that kind of thing and uh not wanting to be laughed at and brian says the only gay men who would be laughed at are the ones who are hiding who they are exactly basically. yeah but i just feel that's that's something that's going to forever hold um, Michael back because yeah. he's not 100% proud of who he is. I mean, when he's talking about gay in the um in the work aspect, he's he's so um reclusive with it. Yeah. Uh introverted. He looks shy. He he has no self-pride in it. And I mean, I understand why. It's scary coming out to strangers and letting mm-hmm. people, you know, that you work with in on who you really are. You just, you know, opening yourself up for judgment. But I mean, 
you have to live your truth at some yeah, point. You and know? you know, what's so weird about Michael, and we, maybe we've touched on this before, but I think it warrants being mentioned again. If anybody is going to live out in the open, you would think it'd be Michael. Yep. He has a super supportive mom. His whole main friend group is all gay men. Like everybody on and Liberty Avenue too. will look they out all for have him. Great, great things yeah. And so it's funny that he is the one who is the most like, mm-hmm. you know, self-conscious and nervous and almost embarrassed about the fact that he is gay. Uh, and you see it when he goes, when he walks into places, he, he kind of like shrinks in on himself. He does. Like, That's what I'm still, saying. Like yeah. the introvertedness just comes mm-hmm. out in him. And I mean, and he just, you know, goes yeah, in. Who, he he's retracts. the one who probably has the most protection out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's that way. It's just gay uncle, interesting. you know, yeah. free spirited mom, mm-hmm. understanding, loving. I mean, yeah. we'll go there and will beat up anyone. Yeah. For him. And grew up in that yes. area. You know, Emmett last episode talked about how he was from Hazelhurst, Mississippi. So was from a, uh, an area that would have been probably mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, problematic. Yeah, yeah, there would have been a lot more hate directed at him. But we know that Debbie's been working at the diner for forever, right. so we know that Michael's been in this environment for a long mm-hmm. time. But yeah, anyway, uh, so then we go back to the big Q and Tracy and Michael are there doing inventory together. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get him to loosen up, trying to joke around with him, and he's trying to keep it professional. Yeah, and um, so she actually gets him over, and she's being a little flirty with him, but, you know, lighthearted flirtiness, nothing over the top. That's one thing about Tracy. Yes, um, she's aggressive, like you know what she wants, but she's not going to be overly bearing uh, with it, so... Um, she finally gets Michael close to yeah, her. She's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, she finally gets him close. And I mean, they're very close. But uh, what does she say that um triggers him? Well, she's saying people say you live a double life. Yeah, no one really mm-hmm. knows who you are, and so he launches into this story about yeah, him being this superhero, exactly. laser man. <laughs> He's laser man. He makes it cute and fun, yeah. but then she also turns it back serious, which frightens him. And he forgets that he actually stepped on the ladder <laughs> to meet her eye to eye. Once yeah. she says what she has to say, I mean, his whole mind is blown. He right. turns around and steps into yeah. midair. Yeah. I mean, it was like something from a cartoon. You <laughs> it know? was. Yeah. From a cartoon. Um, but it was a godsend. <laughs> Him falling off that ladder, Tracy recommends uh, a chiropractor. And um, so, you know, Michael has to go meet somebody new. Yeah. Uh, so before he gets to go follow up on his appointment uh we go back to woody's and brian is sitting there probably brooding about something and justin comes over and tells him you take your shirt off you get your drink like half price or some kind of discount and um so they have just a little moment there and he's telling him about his mom freaking out and how she took him to a therapist and and brian says well maybe she's just trying to relate to you trying to connect to you and Justin's like, no, I don't want that. And then he asks him, what did your parents say when you told them? And that's when, like, there's a pause. And then Brian says, well, they didn't say anything. He says, I never told them. This is not their life. I don't need their approval. But that's mm-hmm. not at all the mm-hmm. attitude he took when he was talking to Michael. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's a little bit more going on there. Exactly. But I just want to point this out, too. I mean, it's really not on the show. But who in the hell... Is doing eighteen and up every night. Like, this little boy is seventeen. They are not checking IDs. No, no, he's, at got, place. he's still big. Remember, we a person born in nineteen fifty two is not looking as snatched. Okay, skin just yeah. glistening, glowing. Yeah. All right, like come on. And that big thing was for Babylon. That's that was true. the past. Yeah. 
Yeah. He is at Woody's. That yeah. is a straight up bar. They is, they, somebody should be at the car. Whoever is I'm running the, door. the Alcohol Association. <laughs> yeah. you know, Whoever is running the door at Woody's, it should be fired. Should be fired, okay? That's all yeah. I wanted to say because, I mean, this little boy is popping up everywhere. Yeah. He's grown adults. Think we forget he's 17. 17. He ain't even 18, okay? Yeah. Like, yes, he can consent. But, but he, he can't yeah. buy no damn cigarettes. Yeah, so it shouldn't matter what he's got, if he's got his shirt on or not because he can't buy a drink anyway. I was like, how but, did he get in there? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so he's talking with Brian and Brian walks off after he you know reveals a little truth about his parents and him not coming out to his parents. And Daphne rushes in there apologizing mm-hmm. because she has revealed his location to Jennifer. <laughs> so then Jennifer comes in in the midst of Woody's and finds her baby, you know, with shirt no, off. yeah, shirtless. <laughs> and then again, he starts running from her. The usual track yeah. meet that he does. But, <laughs> yeah. I, but I love that she's so persistent. She's yeah. not going to give up. She is going to have that breakthrough. Yeah. She's going to get to him. She's going to love him. Let him know we're mm-hmm. walking through this journey together. Yeah. Hell, I mean, he. Listen, most children, most teens would love to have that type of acceptance. Yeah, you know, like yeah. she doesn't know everything, what to say and how to make it right. But she's going to learn. She's going to go yeah. through it together. You know. Well, and I think he could be misinterpreting some of her actions. Well, he's nervous, too. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's nervous and he's scared, which is something that Debbie brings up later. But he's scared and nervous. So so he is running from her because he's just like. I'm not sure exactly what the end of this conversation is going to be. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can say we can be hopeful, but we're not him in that situation. Right. So while Brian is at Woody's talking to whoever, I get probably lining up his <laughs> plan for the night. Yep. Mr. Tilson uh, spots him there, kind of clocks him as like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. You know, I do see maybe something that we can we can connect with. Exactly. Now we have something in common. Okay? Yeah. I don't need any baseball tickets. I don't need the best restaurant in the city. <laughs> yeah. All I need is a little BK. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with that filet mignon, that beefcake. Yeah. So then we go to Melanie and Lindsay's house. And Lindsay is buttering up Melanie. You know, she's all like uh, sweet talking her and kissing yes. her, sitting in her lap. She, but she's buttering her up. And eventually she gets to what the, she, point. the point. <laughs> yeah. She wants to invite Brian over for dinner. And Melanie's like, look, you just ruined the night. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Melanie is, of course, you know, doing her usual abuse of Brian. Some of it may be warranted. But then Lindsay says, well, he's honest. He tells the truth and he doesn't pretend. And so it's like, those are the things that she values about. And those Brian. are great characteristics. Because yeah, I mean, that qualities. she, I, you can't deny those. He yeah, is. He's very honest he's upfront with you and he is gonna keep it 100 so i mean i definitely can rock with that because i think it's not that brian is necessarily cold like we know sometimes his actions are a little bit whack but it's not necessarily cold he just lives by his code his his delivery is off i think everything he says i mean it'd be spot on yeah usually but i just like honey more than vinegar (laughs) right uh so she more or less convinces her that like this is going to be a good thing i need you to try for gus's sake uh let's try to have brian come over and so ultimately mel kind of gives in to that so then we go back to uh the loft and brian has brought the guy i think 
from Woody's mm-hmm. home with him. And the guy's giving him the speech about like how the night's going to go down and bragging about being a top. <laughs> Brian's not really buying that. Not at all. Because <laughs> uh, well, Brian already knows if you come home with me, you know what the, yeah, how the you end know game who is going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, the door to the loft gets ripped open and there <laughs> is what Brian says the president of his fan club. There's Justin Taylor at Facts. the door <laughs> running away from his mom. Brian's pretty much ticked off and annoyed at this. And the trick is too, and he says, you know, why don't you be it mm-hmm. and then brian says looks at him like who the no, heck do you exactly think you this is my house, house. Mm-hmm. yeah he's like so no why don't you which is a nice little contrast from 102 mm-hmm. when brian has um, uh, um, mr Goodfuck. yeah when mm-hmm. he's there and justin shows up and brian dismisses justin, justin. yeah so mm-hmm. now there's been a little switch here and also mr Goodfuck was like no go get him he's young yeah and this guy's like um, get the hell out of here. I want, I yeah. want to fuck. You know, so <laughs> yeah. definitely contrast. Yeah. Um, so the the trick leaves and then Justin is explaining to Brian what's happening with his mom and why he doesn't have anywhere to go. And uh, I was kind of telling Ken as we were watching it in that moment, like Brian moves all the way across the loft. He physically separates himself from Justin. And I think mm-hmm. it's because even if he can't admit, he might be, might even be doing that subconsciously, but there's some pull that he has to Justin. And so he is like trying his best to keep that distance there. And yeah, and now that you say it, um, again, it really is though. Like, I really truly believe that he can feel the chemistry between himself and Justin. But he also knows that he is 10 plus years older than right. Justin. He's like, there's nothing practical yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I want you to have your best life. Uh-huh. You're young. I'm not going to hold you back. I'm not going to yeah. be stifling you, you know? Well, because he even tells him, he's like, no, you don't need me. The only per- You just heard that in some romance novel or whatever. And he says, the only person you need is yourself. But then as he's saying that, he's walking back over to Justin. He puts a, you know, he caresses his cheek, puts mm-hmm. a soft hand on him. And so it's this like push-pull that mm-hmm. I think Brian has within himself, but also that it's he has with Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he definitely cannot deny there's some magnetism there, but is still trying to separate it. Exactly. I mean, he he definitely wants to fight it, but... But it's it's looking kind of strong, yeah, I just got to say. <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely have good chemistry. I mean, yeah. I really feel like they have... They're very similar similar in personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we... Like, what Justin did at the therapist's office is very much something we would expect from Brian. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you can definitely see him doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, the next day at the Big Q and. Michael is still suffering from his little ladder fall, his injury. And so Tracy is there with him. And that's when she's telling him, hey, you can't just self-medicate this at home. This Mm -hmm. is when you need to go to um, see a chiropractor. I have a friend. You know, they go this place, this place. Here you go. Go check them out. Yeah. But Tracy makes it clear, like, I'm trying to take care of you, Michael. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's she's like, this could all be yours. I mean, Tracy really is is a ride or die woman. Like, she really is. She's good. She would take a great... A great, you know, wife slash girlfriend, girlfriend slash wife, fiance, all that. She'd be good. Yeah, she would make a good mate for Michael, but that's just not the tree that he barks up. So, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Which is a little unfair to her because yeah. he's stringing her along. And he sees how invested she's getting mm-hmm. in it. Like, you got to stop this. Even if you're not going to tell her you're gay, you can tell her something mm-hmm. at like, this hey, point. Like, hey. I'm not interested at this moment. You know, yeah. I just got a relationship. Now's not a good time. There are, there are, there's a book's worth of excuses <laughs> out there. You just, you know, now's not a good time for me. I'm trying to get some things together in my life. <laughs> no, for know? real. Like, where is your game? Okay. Yeah. If you're going to be telling this lie, just tell another one. Get yeah. you step out of it. Yeah. Especially now that Brian and told us, oh, you think about her all the time. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Right. Yeah. So you know what's going on. And that, yeah, I feel like that's very selfish and unfair of my, you mm-hmm. know, everybody's calling 
Brian's selfish, but nobody's calling Michael selfish in this moment with what he's doing, how he's treating Tracy. Exactly. They just think it's normal. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're go back to the ad agency, to Brian's job, and Mr. Tilson is saying, you know, hey, I will take you up on that, uh, you know, offer, but I don't want to go to a baseball game or to a chop house. Like, you know, I think there's something else that we might have in common. It's a, a, a fun evening, something yeah. more like that you would do. Yeah. So then he says, well, I want to know this club, uh, you know, Babylon. <laughs> and that's all you needed to say. Yeah. And that was speaking Brian's language. And the body language actually changed. He put his hand, his arm around. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Around um, yeah. the client. So. Yeah. Kind of like I got a fellow in arms here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Brian was like, okay, this I can work with. Exactly. <laughs> he knew he could seal any deal if he got to truly be himself. Because when Brian steps into this professional world, he does have to cut the gay off. And back then, I mean, still yeah. now, like you really can't be, I mean, gay men, you have to fit in a certain mold right. in a professional setting. Right. You know? Or so, it's like, we're going to be gay, but you're going to be this. Exactly. You can be 10% gay. Yep. 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 I need <laughs> yeah. you to portray this image here. Right. Don't mention it at all. You know, yeah. no pictures, no nothing. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah. So so, kind of funny in situations where like that is the thing that's going to get you the client. mm -hmm. You know, whereas your boss would say, "Don't show that. That'll make them run away." Yeah. So it's so funny on that. Yeah. Uh, So Michael goes and he meets the chiropractor, and that's Doctor Doctor David Cameron. Uh, Yeah, Doctor David Cameron. Yeah, I mean, good, good, easy on the eyes. (laughs) Definitely, he's very smooth and suave. Yeah. Uh, so we just get a little snippet of the checkup right here. And um, Michael's definitely enjoying, you know, that, that checkup at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but before we get further into that, we see Jennifer still trying to track down Justin. And so she goes to the Liberty Diner and she spots Debbie, recognizes her. And so they get to just connect and talk for a brief moment. She tells her that she's looking for Justin and Debbie just tries to calm her down. Mm-hmm. Um, offer her just some love and wisdom. Yeah, just and make it a little lighthearted. She knows she's going through it. Clearly, you can tell Jennifer is sad. It's written all over her face. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Debbie been there before, yeah. probably. I mean, with her brother. She yeah. probably experienced her parents treating her brother, you know, a mm-hmm. certain way or whatever, yeah, however they mm-hmm. accepted him. And then her son turned out, you know, so she had to go through that. So, she just she knows in the end. I know it seems like it's the it's the worst, it's the yeah. everything now, but there's always that light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. you know. And they have an interesting conversation because she asks her if Justin's dad knows, and she says no. And she's like, "How could he not know?" And then Jennifer says, "Same reason I for didn't. me, you mm-hmm. know, because I didn't, I didn't want, want to. to know. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which we've talked about that. Like we've all we've suspected that Jennifer has known mm-hmm. this whole time, but just was didn't refusing to see, see what was there." Mm-hmm. But now it's at the place where Justin's not trying to hide what's there anymore. So she has to She has to deal now. with this. It's yeah. like in her face now. And then Debbie, when she's talking to her, she's just so good because she's preempting everything that every concern, every question Jennifer has. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer's like, how do you know? That's what I was going to say. And she's like, because I've asked myself all the exactly. same questions. Yeah. So it's very good. I really like that the two of them have each other and have met each other. Right. Yeah. To help Jennifer walk through this journey. So we, we leave the two of those, but before we leave them, Debbie gives her just another good nugget of advice. And she tells her they talk big and they act tough, but really he's afraid that you will stop loving him. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that's that true. That was the best advice she could have yeah. given. Because I mean, Justin li- literally is alone. 
uh, all he has is this lust for um, Brian. That's all he right. knows and right now. His nose is wide open. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Brian's not coming toward him. That's mm-hmm. the constant chasing him down. He's not really welcomed into mm-hmm. that friend group. Even though he, he's he's in it, yeah. They, they <laughs> watch just, over him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're so not that's invested really in him. All he has left, mm-hmm. and so yeah, being afraid that you you lose that. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to Dr. Cameron's office, and there's just some stretching and massaging going on here. <laughs> I mean, it was some intense stretching and massaging. Yeah. I would say it was on a professional level, but right. it was just really sensual. Yeah, and then very sensual. Dr. Cameron recommends that he just allow the swelling to go down. and Because uh, <laughs> it was swollen, girl. It was swollen. Yeah, I think there, you know, more than just his back was swollen at this point. Um, <laughs> So then after that, later on in the day, we are, we go to Babylon with Brian and Mr. Tilson, and they're watching this contest here, and then Mr. Tilson brings out photos of his kids, and it's like, dude, wrong time. Kids, wife, <laughs> yeah. the dog. Yeah. Like, bro, like, Brian yeah. even said it, like, uh, this is a first. You're bringing out family <laughs> photos at Babylon? Yeah. Like, get out of yeah. here. Yeah, and then so he's kind of telling him a little bit of his story, and he says that, which is sad because he's a sleazeball. Yeah, you got a whole wife at the no house for that. and children. Yeah, okay, and you live in this double life. Listen, I understand that you you were gay and you probably lived in a time, but now you're super grown. You send your children are going off to college, yeah. all to these um, D1 universities and Ivy Leagues. Then you need to be honest with your wife. Yeah, and then who's to say that you're even having safe sex out here? Because he. Uh, we'll we'll jump to that soon. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, um, he says that by the time he realized what he was, so basically by the time he realized he was gay, he said it was too late. So why destroy what he'd already built with his traditional but family, she, you know, with his wife and kids? I know someone personally who was very honest and open with their wife. Mm-hmm. They've been married for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and they were very open uh, with their wife. And that wife still wanted to work it out um, with this person. But my friend wanted to work out his journey on his own. Like, yeah. he just felt like he didn't want to uh, give those false emotions. Yeah. You know, he loved the wife so much. Like, they're yeah. friends. Like, mm-hmm. he, tr- I look up to him. He's a really a stand-up guy. I mean, yeah. he really is. One of the most greatest people I, I, I know. Yeah. I don't know someone with such a great heart. But just to be so honest and open, and he wasn't worried about his children. He knew his children. He was worried about them, but he knew they were going to love her no matter what. You know, yeah. so... Yeah, like I feel like the longer you let it go on, the worse it'll Mm -hmm. it'll be, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could be that she's like Jennifer; she could suspect something's going on. Right. So you think you're protecting things, but that might not be the case. And also, I mean, a wife knows. Yeah. I mean, as much as you think you're good at covering your tracks, you're not. You know, (laughs) like you're just that women's intuition. Yeah. I mean, it comes through. Then we go to we're riding in the jeep with Michael and Brian, and Brian is telling him. Basically, that Mr. Tilson has propositioned him. It's like, mm-hmm. if you want to win this account, I'm going to win you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of what he says. And Michael is like, disapproves. I can't. Yeah, yeah, he disapproves. It's like, I can't believe you would do that. And Brian is trying to assert it's just business. You know, you have to be able to separate it. And I think Brian's more so trying to convince himself. Exactly, that, because that he, he wouldn't truth. do that. Yeah, because we've seen him, I think in 101 or 102, we saw him when he yeah, but that had was the guy fun in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah, that, that was a dominance control thing. Right, and that was the guy that he was interested in. Like, he looked at that guy mm-hmm. and was like, this guy's hot, I want to have him. And there was nothing in exchange. Yeah, but he makes it clear in this scene that I'm not attracted to Mr. <laughs> Tilson at all. Uh, so 
they kind of leave that conversation and then we go back and we see Jennifer who is still trying to find Justin. She yep. ultimately finds him at school. Um, oh, because Justin stayed the night at Brian's, but mm-hmm. he was had to sleep on the couch. <laughs> and I love that too. On that Brian note, Brian could have been sleazy, could have took advantage of Justin, yeah. but he truly does look trying to look out for Justin. Yeah. Or he could have just kicked him out again, but yeah. he was like, he really doesn't have yeah. anywhere to go. He doesn't go. have anywhere to go. And there's something natural in him to protect yeah it's like that, that fatherly instinct is kicking in yeah and he also i mean he has love for justin mm-hmm. for yeah sure. i think it you know just the timing of justin entering his life and gus entering mm-hmm. his life at the same time there's just a lot of similarities in how he handles those two relationships right. yeah um and so but that protector role is def- definitely a common thread with the two of those but anyway so justin was at school and jennifer rolls up and finds him there and justin's about to bolt again and then she tells him hey she stop running stance, from like, me because i'm not running from you. Thank you i still love you you're still my son mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he needed he needed to see her yep. stand there and say no i'm not going anywhere i'm not gonna let you go anywhere because then he turns around and yeah. comes back with her. And, and you can see that sigh of relief. Like, he, first he was, like, confused. Like, really? Like, yeah. is she really going to stand here with me? And But then you can you know that that's yeah. all it took. He needed to know that, for real, he heard it out of her mouth. Yeah. She's not going to flake on me. She's here for the long yeah. haul. You know? And he didn't begrudgingly go back and get in the car with her. He wanted to. Yes. Like, he loves his mom. And I think he... Yeah, because we all go through that where when you are exposed to something new or you feel like you're free now, then you want, you know, you prioritize different things, but you still love your mm-hmm. your mom there. And so I think he did want that. And so he needed her to. And we can't forget, down. he's 17. We all went through that pissy 17 stage. Oh, yeah, for sure. We know everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is the way it got to be done. There is no shortcuts. You haven't lived it, even though we all yeah. have. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he's in that stage. So, I'm happy that she was able to connect to him in that way, you know, and just letting him know, hey, I'm going to forever be chasing you, but I'm tired. Yeah, for real. I'm can we, here. Can we stop the running <laughs> yes. right now? Yeah. Uh, so back at the big queue, Tracy has made a little get well basket for Michael and she presents that to poor, poor Tracy. <laughs> I know. And it was cute too. Ben gay, everything. It was so cute. Yeah, Love it. It was real cute. I mean, she is showing all of her like wifely qualities. You know, she's so sweet. Girl, what are you, what are you, what do you call, what do you call that? She put, um, it's, that meshy net stuff that you the put tool? on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had tool around. It wasn't just yeah. the basket. Like she, she went all out. On this. She yeah. did it with the red ribbon mm-hmm. on the inside like of the yeah. basket. I was like, okay, she did that. It was she cute. She worked real hard on this. Well, as she's talking to Michael, Dr. Cameron walks around the corner and he starts talking to Michael. And, you know, she dismisses it because she's just like, oh, probably oh, some doctor. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's the doctor that up. I connected you to. Yeah. And thinking he's just there shopping. And Michael thinks that too because Michael doesn't know that, yeah, that, that he's, he's that a little, he's little sugary. Yeah. Um, he's basically inviting Michael on a date. Like they're just talking and they have easy conversation. At the end of that, he invites him for dinner. And Michael is just kind of like very taken aback. One, by the fact that he's gay, but also that somebody's inviting him for dinner. Just kinda not what he's used yeah, to. Yeah. He, he, you know, Michael always shuts down, follow Brian, follows Brian constantly. So he was not expecting someone to be interested in him. So uh, so then we get to see where this little um, mother-son journey has taken Jennifer and Justin, and they go to an art gallery. The last episode, uh, Jennifer hints at the fact that Justin loves art and has always loved that. And so they go to this art gallery together. You can tell that's a place that they have 
always gone to together, mm-hmm. things like that. And she says, hey, I was responsible for encouraging you in your art. And so they have this really sweet bonding moment. And she is, I think, reminiscing on what it's been like taking her son here. Right. She's looking at this picture of this woman holding this baby. And she talks about how that's her favorite. And she just wants to see. But Justin's eyes are wandering. Like, I mean, she's going down memory <laughs> lane. And Justin is already back on the boulevard yeah. um, with his eyes. And he catches this cute little young tenderoni. Yeah. I mean, and when I say that Justin is a sponge because he soaked up all of Brian Kenny's um, yeah. game and swag. And I mean, and it happened that quick. Eye contact, yeah. a nod of the head, and it was and on. And then they were off to the bathroom. And uh, Justin's like, okay, I'll be back, mom. And then mm. she's like, okay, fine, baby. I'm going to sit right here. And then so he goes off following this guy. And then as she goes to sit down, she catches a glimpse, a glimpse of him uh, going off with um, with the guy. But she doesn't make a scene. She's just kind of like, okay, she, this you, is... It's real. It's happening. <laughs> yes. It is happening. Yes. It's almost like your parent walking in the room while you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. She literally witnessed her son going to go do something he's yeah. not supposed to be doing. Yeah. But and she can't she even say... she was the one who took yeah, him there. And she did. And yeah. she can't say anything. So... Yeah. um. It went down. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cute seeing Justin take over into the role um, yeah. of how Brian is. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's spending the most time with Brian. So he's picking up all those qualities. Yeah. He's thinking that's how the gay world is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how you're supposed to live life. It's all about sex and fast and moving. But hopefully later as the um, season go on, hopefully he realizes more to it. Than, yeah. Than but that. for now, he's young having fun. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so he's just, yeah, having Absolutely, fun, like you said. Uh, so then we go back to uh, Michael and Emmett's apartment, and he's telling, Michael is telling Emmett and Ted about Dr. David and about the offer for the date, and they're kind of all just chatting about that. It's interesting to me that, like, none of them really know how to approach a real no, date. No, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't, none of them actually get out asked on a date. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're all in the same boat together with no paddle. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to tell him, they're asking him, like, what is he going to wear? They tell him, uh, where is it first? Cause they yeah. need to know how where to dress for the occasion. Yeah. They find out the guy's a doctor. And so, like, oh, you kind of got to step up your game. So this is making Michael even more nervous. Um, but he, he shouldn't have to be worried. He has a fashionista on his team. Well, yeah, that's how <laughs> Emmett feels himself. And so, yeah, Emmett decides he's going to dress him. And then when Michael shows up at Brian's office a little bit later, we get to see what <laughs> Emmett shows. Yes, Emmett put him in uh, that, blue that blue leopard print. Leopard print. It gave me literally the Flintstone vibes. Yeah. You know, that's something With that those Wilma, bold, Betty. bold, orange, ill-fitting pants. Yes. High waisted, yes. Funky black shoes. Just like, oh, no. So he shows up at the loft dressed as Emmett, basically. And then Brian said, who did this to you? (laughs) And gave him a a fashion makeover in 30 seconds. Yeah. He's giving him some dating advice, some Mm -hmm. fashion advice. He's dressing him. But what I noticed is that basically now he's dressing him as Brian. He looks just like Yeah, he got there dressed as Emmett and he's leaving dressed as Brian. You Mm -hmm. know, none of this is true to who Michael really is. Because uh, I think that's something Michael hasn't really figured exactly, out Exactly, who he really is. Yeah. Um. So he, he gets there, dresses him, and he leaves as Brian. So he finally makes it to the restaurant, and he meets um, the doc, and the doc is giving him a compliment on his jacket. Like, is that Hugo Boss? And Michael My, so, doesn't even know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> where, where? Who? As if, like, that's a who Hugo Boss, yes, it's a person, but 
are you wearing it? It's a designer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so clearly the doctor already see that, you know, Mike is out of his element. Like he's trying too hard, not really being himself, yeah. just trying to fit in thinking, Oh, you know, I have to do some, you know, special. You're, you're a doctor. You're this yeah. caliber of a person, you know? So, yeah. So the day is already starting off a little rocky. Uh, but during the day we get a cut to Mel and Lindsay's house. And we notice that Brian has mm. not shown up for um the dinner for the chicken Typical. with the 40 cloves of garlic <laughs> he's not showing up uh and so when we see brian again he is knocking on the door of mr tilson's hotel room um but before that so after as brian is dressing michael at the loft they're standing in front of the mirror and he's like you look great whatever before he sends mm-hmm. him off well then after michael leaves brian takes a look at himself in the mirror and when i saw that I wrote it down, but I was like, I don't really know what to do with this yet. So, but that'll come back. Mm. Um, so we, we go back to the date at this point. We're back at the restaurant and Dr. Cameron orders this very fancy wine. And Michael's like, mm, diet Pepsi, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is really not a strange thing to order at right. a restaurant, but it's just in that context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're on a date and your date is ordering a fancy glass of wine and yeah. you choose to have a diet soda. Yeah. And not only do you get a diet soda, when it arrives, arrives to the table, you sip it out of a bendy childish straw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was weird. Yeah. And so if that weren't bad enough, after, and after the whole Hugo Boss fumble, uh, Michael starts talking about, oh, well, this jacket belongs to my, my friend Brian. Ooh. And then he goes on and on about Brian. He's like, everybody wants him. And, yes. you know, he can get, he looks good in anything. He looks good in nothing. And it's Heads like, turns it's and like, as he walks Michael, the door. You're, Michael, dude, you're on a date, yeah. <laughs> not with Brian. Hell, I was getting jealous. Like, okay, yeah. I would have got a check, please. Yeah. Yeah, and so then Dr. Cameron is like, okay, do you do you want him? You say everybody else wants him. Do you want him? And Michael's like, oh, no, I don't. He's but my his best face friend. is telling it all. Yeah, he's like, he's my best friend. We would never, uh, you know, nothing would ever happen between us. Plus, he doesn't want me. Yeah, plus, yeah exactly. He clear, he separates mm-hmm. that and clarifies he doesn't want me. But he never says, I don't, I don't want, want him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even just the fact that he has to say he's my best friend, it's almost like he still has to attach himself to mm-hmm. Brian in some way. Even on this date with somebody who is genuinely interested in you you could have blown it completely yeah yeah. and then they get to talking about ebay and michael starts going on and on about (laughs) nerd alert (laughs) yeah about his collections and uh comic book stuff uh and dr cameron says oh yeah the mystery of the perpetual boy and i was like if there were ever a title or label for Mm -hmm, michael mm -hmm. that's it (laughs) it is and then especially because right after dr david says that we see him like Trying to get the straw, the straw in his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. Uh, okay, so we leave that just horrible, miserable day and go back to Mr. Tils- Mr. Tilson's hotel room, and he is w- guiding Brian through this strip tease. <laughs> um, and Brian's trying his best to stay emotionally detached from the whole situation. Well, I don't think he has to try that hard, but he's just trying to mentally check out. Like mm-hmm. my body's gonna be here. This is all about business, but mentally, emotionally, I'm not here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so as he's undressing, the phone is ringing and Mr. Tilson crawls over to get it. On his floor, on the floor, like an animal. (laughs) Okay. Where does Brian find these, exactly, these weirdos? (laughs) This man is, I mean, Brian just finds, I mean, he has like the weirdo magnet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's clear that there's some kind of emergency, and he's telling whoever's on the phone, well, you're going to have to deal with it. I'm in a business meeting. I can't be there. And 
I picked up on that it was definitely a family member, somebody close to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it turns out it's his wife mm-hmm. calling him because his daughter has broken, I believe, her, her arm. Mm-hmm. But while he's on the phone, Brian goes and sits naked in this chair with a ball of wine but then when he's sitting in that chair he looks at himself in the mirror again he sees himself yeah and so i connected those two things and it's almost like he's asking is this who you really really are are? is this who Mm -hmm. you want to be you know and just like can you and can you continue to look at yourself and think the same of yourself if you go through with this yeah that's how i interpreted that they always say it's like can you um, your conscience, you know, are you able to look at yourself in the mirror yeah. and feel good about what you see? Right. And that's what it is. So um, as the story continues, so um, Mr. What's his name? Clemens? Mr. Tilson. Tilson. Is, um, so I'm not good with names, y'all. I'm good with scenes <laughs> and scenario. But um, Mr. Tilson uh, is on the phone. Like we say, it's his wife telling about his daughter. He is making up lies and stories. So basically curving his family, who is asking him to cut his trip short, but he would rather choose Dick over his yeah. family. You know, excuse yeah. my French. No. But, um, that's no, what I think he did. it has to be said that way. It because is. Because it's so preposterous. It was, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was gross. Yeah. It was gross. And Brian, I'm not trying to cut you off, but I was just so happy that yeah. Brian really was a stand-up guy in this moment. Yeah. He was like, what are you doing? It sounds important. That's your child, you know? Yeah. You're not going to choose me over them. You know, basically, like, he was like, I'm not going to do that. Brian was like, basically, I can because I'm not doing this shit, you yeah. know? Like, so I don't need Yeah, so picks up the you. phone himself, calls and checks the guy out. was like, he needs a car. He's like, no, you're going home to your family. I think because Brian does not respect him as a father or as a gay man. Because mm-hmm. we know Brian's been warring with his own fatherhood issues. And you know how Brian is with the whole gay thing, too. Yeah. Like, you need to be gay and proud. You know, you right. can't be and this so, sometime on the fence. Yeah, and so I think he's looking at this situation and saying, that's not who I want to be as a gay man, but also as a father. Mm-hmm. That's not who I want to be. Um, so before we, so Brian pretty much just grabs his clothes, doesn't put them on, but <laughs> and that's just how bold he is right there. I mean, my mouth dropped. I mean, <laughs> he literally, did, literally had to pick my shit up. <laughs> I did. Okay? He opens the door. I mean, any guest in the hotel is walking by can see just, you know, this beautiful, gorgeous, slender, yeah. muscular, fit, toned. Okay, move on, move on. Oh, yeah, well, well, you know. <laughs> Get back on he track. didn't put any clothes on. He is butt booty naked, okay? Yeah. He's just crazy like that. As he checks, did you see he checked Mr. Tillman? He's like, well, you're not as smart as I thought you were. As in, like, you're not going to get the deal. Yeah. Uh, he said, what you going to tell your bosses? I'll just tell them that we don't offer the services that you were looking for. Exactly. And really, he could easily find out who you are. And he could, and I ain't going to say blackmail you, you know, but... You know, but he could use a snitch. Send some photos to your wife about who you really are. You know, yeah. you live, you've been doing this for years. Yeah. But I think for Brian, this is more about proving what kind of man he, he is, is mm-hmm. not about yeah. who you are. So it's yeah. not about, it's not an exposing thing, but I'm saying if he wanted to be petty and messy, yeah, he definitely, he, oh, had, that he definitely upper hand. had the tools. So if he wanted yeah. to say, oh, I'm still going to get this account because you're going to do this for me. Yeah. You tried to, you know, was it quid pro quo? Yeah. You tried to do all that good <laughs> shit for me, but nah. Yeah. You know what I'm the tables are turned. Yeah. So as he makes his uh just grand exit, we go back to Dr. David is driving Michael home. It's the end of the night, so they're ending uh-huh. the date. And so they have, you know, a little parting goodbye. Thank you for coming, kiss. 
But then Michael <laughs> oh my God. immediately dives for Dr. David's lap. <laughs> and I mean, come on, Michael. Yeah. You are not a $2 hoe. You are a classic. He played himself. Yeah, he but really I'm, did. He did. And I'm so happy uh, that Doc was so classy of a guy. Like, hey, what what, what are you doing? Right. Like, like, that's not what I yeah. wanted. That's not who I'm, like, I don't know what I you're get, used yeah, to. But I want to get to know you. Right. You know? Yeah. If I wanted to fuck, we would have went to Babylon. Yeah, you know? exactly. I would have been honest about that. That's what I wanted. Exactly. Yeah. And but, the fact that he, he came to his job and sought him out, to let you know right there, it was not like a just a quick fuck fling mm-hmm, or whatever the case mm-hmm. he came to your job to specifically ask you out to a nice place right yeah i'm not gonna spend all that money when mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you but it goes back to his friends too like when you said they don't know how to go on a date right they say oh well, he's taking you to a nice place you definitely you gotta, gotta give something out. up yeah so i mean it sees where their mindset is and right. where that confidence level is mm-hmm. if somebody does something nice to me somebody has to get something in right. return it's because you know? that's what their normal is mm-hmm. like what's normal for them then they've kind of projected that onto everybody else and so they expect they think he's got the same expectations that exactly. we would have in this situation but that's not true which I think is good for Michael to have a person who doesn't think or feel mm-hmm. that way um, he's totally different from his whole group of his core group of friends period yeah so then we go back to the thumpa thumpa at Babylon and Michael shows up and he's mad after the date and you're kind of disappointed and frustrated and he's talking to Ted and Emmett and trying to just relay all of his frustrations about what happened and it's funny to note that they are saying like I tried to basically offer myself to him and he rejected me and they're like oh well maybe he's got a prostate issue Mm -hmm. or maybe he's just like they made up all these like worst case scenarios for why he Instead of saying he's a gentleman, yeah. he wants to get to know you. Yeah. He w- just doesn't want your body. He want to know what makes you tick. Yeah, you know? so, and I think they ultimately get to that, but it's almost said like a joke. Like exactly they don't, they like, can't even yeah. believe that a like person that, like that would exist. exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he then he says he doesn't like me because I'm not Brian, and it's like Michael. Oh, <laughs> you said it one more time. You yeah. broken record. And then he says, "Well, I'm going to go find somebody who wants me." But before we figure out how he goes about that uh we see brian at the door of melanie and Lindsay's house and he knocks on the door and he's dinner's clearly, clearly over. five hours late yeah he's very late dinner's over uh but he shows up you know this is on the back side of him realizing i don't know what kind of father i can be but i don't i don't want to be that exactly. and so he he does show up and he gives a brian kenny version of an apology <laughs> So true. <laughs> Which Melanie just—I mean, sorry, Lindsay just readily yeah, she's accepts. Not even, yeah, yeah. But so she's not. She's not here for it at all. And she says one thing to him like, "Your antics were cute when you're 20, but at 30, you know, you need to chill. You need to cool it. It's yeah. not cute anymore." And so she had a little bit of fire behind her words in the beginning, but Michael just, but Brian, I'm sorry, just makes one little comment, and then she's like, "Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. You're forgiven. All is well." Have you eaten? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go make him a plate at the refrigerator. Yeah. If your wife came down here, trust me, that would not oh, yeah. be a good oh, look. Oh yeah. No, but uh, but I think she does like acknowledge, okay, Brian is trying and he's learning and this is all totally new and different for him. But so then she, cause she, I think she has Gus in her hands and so she hands him off to, oh no, she doesn't, but, yeah, no, but eventually but he ends, she, up, yeah, he he ends up getting him. Yeah. And so he's just laying there with his son, you know, as the song sexy boy plays in the background yeah. but also so as this next scene came up it was clear they were in the back room the green light was on with the naked mm-hmm. men you can hear all the sounds the ambiance and ken says well who was this <laughs> you know yeah. who, who we're about to find in the back room mm-hmm. and when i tell you he was shocked and appalled i couldn't believe <laughs> when, like 
when I, it was Michael. Michael. Like, I was so disappointed. Like, come on now. Yeah. He feels rejected, so he's going to go and lower his whole standards and go to yeah. the back room. Yeah. You don't go to the back room when Brian Kenny is in the I back know. room. I know. Like, he does not go back. And that's what I feel like. He is like, I'm wearing Brian's clothes. I need, I need to be. I have to be Brian to be mm-hmm. wanted. And so I'm going to cope with my frustration the way Brian is like, you're not Brian. Because even when you watch Michael's face, this is going on. He's not enjoying mm-hmm. this experience when, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, it was just like, oh, Michael, yeah, dude, please, when, uh, you're, because somebody told you, hey, I really want to get to know you. This is how you respond to it. But I think it scares him though, because so, he too. never had anybody. He's always been the one chasing Brian yeah. or, you know, the person that he's interested in. Um, no one's ever pursued him. And I think it makes him nervous and yeah. it scares him and he doesn't know how to cope and react to it. For you sure. Know? And because what we've talked about, he doesn't really know who he is exactly. or how to be himself. And so it's like. I don't know who that person is. And even if I figured it out, how can I trust that you're going to be interested in me if I'm Mm -hmm. that person? Um, So, yeah. And then in his mind, he might feel like he did try and did put himself out there and it didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. So, yeah. So he's feeling a little rejected, even though I'm like, Michael, this is not how you personally cope with your rejection. Yeah, that's not Michael. (laughs) Go get on eBay, buy you a new comic book, you know, do your usual thing. Don't be back here trying to be Brian Kinney in the back room. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's not a good look for you, babe. Yeah. It's just not. I was very, very disappointed and heartbroken because, I mean, he's a sweet babe. Yeah. I mean, the salty, but sweet babe, you know? Yeah. You know that he's always going to come through. Yeah. Um, You can always count on him and his mama. So I I just love him. So, yeah. That was just. Definitely wasn't him. Yeah. So this episode just really brought, um, will really help me see Jennifer in a new light and just love her even more. Help me love and appreciate Debbie even mm-hmm. more and how she's trying to be there for Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of seeing all of them, like life is shifting for the main group of friends too. Like here's Ted who's not wanting to go out and party and drink anymore. And mm-hmm. so he's trying to figure out, okay, if I'm not doing that, what am I going to do? Here's Michael who has an opportunity for a real mature relationship, mm-hmm. but it scares him. And so he runs from it. Here's Brian trying to figure out who am I going to be? Exactly. What kind of man do I want to be? Um, you know, So just, yeah, there's a lot that comes up for our main cast of characters in this episode. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, Justin. Yeah, but I say you Justin know. too. Uh, but it was it was it was a very very good episode. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of depth um, within these characters, and like you said, I love the introduction of um, the fling for Michael. Uh-huh. You definitely see that blossoming to something really good. Uh-huh. Um, and how we got to see Tracy, Michael. You got to see Mike Tracy seeing Michael. You know, interact with another man. Yeah. Um, but she just. You know, she did, it just didn't register for Tracy. She didn't I think see for him. a minute it did. She, it could have, yeah. but she might have been thinking Dr. David could be coming on to Michael, but she's probably thinking surely Michael won't yeah. reciprocate that. But then when she figured out, when uh, when he said, this is Dr., um, you know, it's the chiropractor you introduced me to. Yeah. Uh, she was literally like, oh, okay. And then she got happy, like, oh, okay, Yeah, cool. that's true. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like originally she was not feeling Yeah, exactly. She got a little jealous. But yeah. anyway. So this one was good. And I feel like it set us up. This is a good follow-up to what we've had before uh, when we talked about the characters kind of coming to know themselves and coming to know each other. Mm-hmm. And so now having a little bit more information about themselves and each other 
they're at the place where like, okay, now what am I going to do with that information? So yeah, I feel like this was a good setup for what's to come in the next episode. Absolutely. Well guys, this is actually a wrap on this episode here. We hope y'all enjoyed it because we did. We love coming to y'all, giving y'all this commentary. Um, We still want you to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Please go to um, libertydinerdish.com. Shoot us an email. Send us direct messages. I mean, give us some insight on what you guys want to hear, what y'all want to hear us talk about. Help us cover the episode. I mean, it's interactive. We here for you guys, all right? So we definitely want to thank y'all for tuning in as always. And we are out. Bye. Bye.